Hey, this is Evan Marquette, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome to the Love You podcast. Today's episode is entitled How You Can Make Men Slow Down Physically. This might be the most important episode of our lives. Uh, when we're done, I'll let you know how you could apply to Love You to create a passionate relationship where you feel safe, heard, and understood before we get into the meaty content of today's podcast. I want to briefly tell you about a couple of upcoming events. They are time sensitive, so if you're listening uh, right now, pay close attention. Uh, first is a very unique thing that I'm doing. Uh, it's it's a, a recorded coaching call. It's free, in which I work one-on-one -on -one with a number of women that I'm already working with. Like These are my group coaching clients. I'm going to be doing one-on-one -on -one time and recording it specifically to talk about their biggest fears and their limiting beliefs and their concerns about dating, their doubts, whether they're good enough, whether there's any quality men, whether this is actually going to happen. These are people who are already bought in, but still maintain doubts. So I'm going to be sharing a recording of that for you to process. And these women are really courageous for allowing you on the internet to see what they're going through uh, to make themselves vulnerable with this personal material. And I hope you could appreciate after listening to these women and these, this coaching session, how very universal these issues are. It's one of the things I do love about Love You is that it's never boring and everything applies to everybody always. It's pretty remarkable in that way. So if you want to see what it's like to get one-on-one -on -one coaching from me uh, and learn to overcome your own fears and negativity around dating and relationships, uh, go to evanmarkatz.com forward slash live stream to register for this free live free event. It's not a live event. It's a recorded event that's going to be on Thursday, July 20th. Uh, anniversary of the moon landing, I believe. The second event that should be on your radar, which I just announced uh, last week to the people who were on the last live stream presentation, is called Believe in Love Bootcamp. Um, if you're tired of dating men who failed to love you like you deserve, if you're afraid of being vulnerable since every man ever has disappointed you, if you're on the verge of giving up on guys entirely, or thinking about taking a long semi-permanent gaiatus instead of persevering to find your Mr. Right. Join me to break through your fear and your anxiety and receive a step-by-step -step process that makes lasting love inevitable. Believe in Love Bootcamp, I'm sharing an easy seven-step method. really just walks you through a process in one Saturday afternoon of letting go of the past, embracing the present, learning to date with confidence. It's a mindset shift. It's a series of actions takes place in a small group coaching settings. So it's really intimate. Be able to talk to me, be able to ask questions. And I'm really just going to show you how to turn your frown upside down uh, and turn your glass half empty into a glass half full and get you back into that optimistic action mode instead of the passive par paralyzed by dating online, dating in men mode. It's a one day intensive training. It's on training. It's on Saturday, July, sorry, Saturday, August 5th. It's designed to get you unstuck. And if you're feeling stuck, I really suggest you're there. Uh, go to evanmarkcats.com forward slash bootcamp and enroll now. Um, it is indeed. Uh, this is the first time I'm doing this program like this. So 
Uh, the Love You Bootcamp worked really well. I thought Believe in Love Bootcamp would work really well. If you're tired of just spinning and listening to podcasts and following dating influencers and wondering why your life doesn't change, this is a way you could actually get into action and produce a tangible result in a really short period of time. One Saturday afternoon with me will change your life. So go to evanmarquettes.com forward slash bootcamp to enroll. Um, now let us begin, shall we? So our Love You Insight begins with something that my wife taught me after we were dating. Everybody thinks it's mine because it's all over my website, but I think it's a really unique phrase. Men look for sex and find love. Women look for love and find sex. It is not universally true. We could argue, we could quibble, but the idea that in the process of looking for love, guys are trying to get laid first and figure out whether they love someone second. And women are looking for love. And in the process of looking for love, they end up having sex with guys that have potential. I think that's there's an undeniable basis of truth. And so the problem is that we don't see this the same way. Right? Women are perpetually surprised that men would sleep with them without any desire for commitment. And men are surprised that women are surprised. And so around and around we go. Guy goes out on a date, looking to get some action, right? And discovers over the course of the next month of dating you, oh, I really like you. I really think you're cool. I like you platonically. I could see this going somewhere. The thing that got him here was the sex part, the attraction part, the visceral part, right? So you would never, not never, but rarely sleep with the guy just because he was there and he had a pulse. You sleep with a guy because you're attracted to him. He has potential. You want to explore that potential and it feels good. Guys will sleep with anybody who allows them to do it, regardless of whether we're attracted to you, regardless of whether we're interested or emotionally available. So when you, because you would never do it, you tend to be surprised when men do it. You tend to get hurt when men do it. So my answer to that is generally don't sleep with guys unless he's your committed boyfriend. It saves all the trouble of what we're doing here. Um, because men do have sex with women they don't like that they're not attracted to where they have no intentions. And I could wag my finger at men and say, stop doing that, men, but it's not going to do any good. This is the difference between men and women. This is testosterone. This is evolutionary biology. Guys are going to keep on doing this no matter how much we wag our fingers at them. And it explains a lot of what happens in dating. Men in general are looking for speed. How do we get this moving fast? Swipe right. Want to hang out tonight? What are you doing? What are you doing tonight? What are you doing tomorrow? Can we meet? And all he's trying to do is like, how quickly can we move this along? How quickly can we see if there's chemistry? How quickly can I see you naked? I will try to hide those things, but that's my agenda. And women are generally looking for, for comfort to some degree. It doesn't mean that attraction is not important. Of course it's important, but you want to be comfortable. You don't want to go out on a blind date with a weirdo. You don't want to go out on a, uh, on a blind date with a guy where you want to leave the entire time you're there or you find out that he's a stalker or a sexual assaulter. Women or guys don't worry about these kind of things, right? So we have different incentives. We have different worldviews when it comes to what even a date means. And so guys, when we understand the agenda, guy who pushes too hard to get laid on the first date, generally going to push a woman away. Whoa, whoa, whoa there, buddy. When he pushes his agenda too hard, 
most women pull away from that. I talk about this in Love You Week 8 on First Dates. We, do, we go in depth on this. But in general, if a guy tries too hard to get laid, women are like, no, 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 no. Right? I don't feel comfortable. And if a woman says, I want my comfort, but to be comfortable, you're going to have to date me for a year and a half and then propose to me and then we'll have sex. Most guys are not going to be down with that. So we reach this point that we can, we have our, our, our Venn diagram, men want X, women want Y, and how do we find overlap that allows you to be comfortable, for them to be comfortable, for both people to get their very basic needs met. And this is a huge thing of what we explore in Love You, is just the idea that there's always a Venn diagram. There's what men want, there's what you want, and if you want different things, it doesn't matter if you're attractive or if he's impressive or if you're good people your needs. I want to have kids. I don't want to have kids. Well, there's nothing really to talk about there. I want a commitment. I don't want a commitment. There's nothing to talk about there. Right. So we're really trying to find how could we be able to deal with the majority of people out there because most people are kind of predictable, even if they seem surprising. So the Venn diagram, you understanding your own Venn diagram between what men want and women want, this is basically how life works. This is how contracts work. Your employer says, I'm willing to pay you this. You say, I'm willing to take this. That's a Venn diagram. You're worth this much to me. Well, I won't work less for this. Great. Let's find the compromise point. Um, the problem is we all see things through our lens. We put our needs first. And when someone doesn't put our needs first, it seems like an attack on us. It seems like they're selfish. Why is this guy trying so hard to get laid? He's got a different agenda than you. Why is she asking me so many questions about my future and where I want to be and wh what my past relationships were like? She doesn't want to waste her time. She's That's her agenda is to figure out what's wrong with you in the first 90 minutes of dating. I didn't say it's particularly smooth. That's her agenda is to avoid getting hurt and wasting time. So in service of doing that, she asks you a lot of really uncomfortable, non-fun dating questions. So I tell men, hey, stop trying so hard to get laid. I tell women, stop peppering you with so many questions. Let's go out and date, have a little bit more fun. All right. So in all this thing, the, 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 the umbrella is about uh, delaying, what was it, delaying sexual gratification, how you can make men slow down physically. It's by acknowledging that it's normal. I won't say whether it's healthy, but it's certainly normal for a guy to want to move fast physically. All right. And you understand that and you honor it respect it, and that demonstrating to him through action that your Venn diagram is slightly different. And so women have taught themselves this, this sort of black and white um, either or proposition. Uh, to make it clear that I'm not going to sleep with him, I'm going to tell him on the first date I'm not going to sleep with him. Well, that's fun. At least give him the illusion that he's got a chance to tell him they're right there on the date, even if it's completely true. Talking about it makes it a little bit less fun and exciting. Similarly, women are under the illusion that if you like kiss a guy, then you have to sleep with him. Or if you invite him back to your place, you have to sleep with him. Another thing that's not true, this is very just very black and white thinking. And for us to be successful, we want to be more nuanced thinkers because people are nuanced. And men accept nuance. Most guys understand they're not getting laid on the first date, even if they want to in some fantasy. They don't, it doesn't work very well as a dating strategy, but some guys push for that and some women give in on it and they have their fun, but it rarely turns into anything. 
So how are we going to slow walk this thing into something that works for men and work with women? For me, as your coach, it's to make sure that you know going in what you want to have happen, right? Not because sex is bad, it feels great, right? It's fun. There's no moral judgment around people who have sex without commitment. It's that sleeping with a stranger has a really poor track record for building trust and rapport, right? Respect, right? When a guy gets sex too quickly, he devalues sex, he devalues you, whether that's fair or not, we can spend plenty of time debating. So my metric is never right and wrong. It's effective and ineffective. Is sleeping with people quickly, sleeping with men who are not your boyfriend, actually working for you or not? So in Love You, right, the unit we talk about sex, I bring up what's essentially, I think, an antiquated concept, but I don't mind talking about it because who, who do I have to impress? I'm happily married, right? And that's what we learned back in the 80s uh, when we were going through junior high school and high school about um, foreplay, right? They called it going around the bases. First base is kissing and making out, and second base usually involves removing shirts, and third base involves things that involve taking off your belt and going below the waist. Um, And I'm being very prissy about this without being more explicit. Um, And home base, of course, is sexual intercourse itself. I very much believe in, in the bases are a great place to reside while you're going through courtship process in a way that our, it allows our Venn diagrams to work where you can go on a platonic first date and then on your second date you can make out with them in the car and then your third date maybe you plan something that is a farmer's market and there's not going to be any se- sexual temptation if you're going to the farmer's market and then maybe he asks you to come to his house for your fourth date and you're like yeah you know what that's a little bit soon but it could take me out to dinner again and you go out to dinner and you invite him back to your place because it's nearer to the house and you decide at the beginning of the night and maybe you'll go to second base and you're going to stop him here and you're going to kick him out because you got to go to work the next day. The whole point is you get to orchestrate what happens. So allowing a guy to make progress by still controlling how far you want to go allows you to set boundaries, right? And allows him to feel, she finds me attractive. She finds me interesting. I've got a chance of getting some action. We're on the right track. Same time, you're also buying yourself time for him to figure out, do I actually like her platonically? I'm not just, am I pursuing her sexually? Because that's a given. But are we spending enough platonic time where I actually like, oh, she's cool too. Not only am I trying to get laid, but I actually enjoy her company. That's so key is to go slower, to allow... A man an opportunity to get to know you and like you where you're as the CEO and he's the intern in total control of what happens. If you go from zero to 60, if you literally think a kiss is an invitation to fuck, well, of course you're going to have a hard time dating. If you literally don't think you're allowed to stop a guy at second base or third base and you're just obliged to because we're all adults here, well, now we've identified the source of the problem. Guys are willing to wait. Guys respect women who make them wait. They just want to know that they have a chance, that they're moving forward, that you find them attractive, that you're not a prude, that he's not barking up the wrong tree, that you don't have any major issues around sex. So the more you could allow him to go around the bases at your pace, the more likely you're going to find guys who want to stick around because they're having fun, they're making progress, and they're getting to know you and like you platonically in addition to just trying to get laid. So you're the CEO, he's the eager intern, 
You see the dynamic here? It's a completely di different dynamic than I'll let him sleep with me and then I'll keep my fingers crossed that he likes me. How powerless is that stance? And yet it's the most common stance that women use. They think sex gives them power. No, controlling it gives you power. Just giving it to any guy and then keeping your fingers crossed that he's a nice commitment-oriented guy, it's not a strategy. I mean, so doing this this way, I call it sex exclusivity. I've talked about it in many podcasts. Makes him work for it, makes him value you more, leaves him satisfied, makes him want want you more, establishes that you're the CEO. Thousands of my clients have used this technique to A, stop getting used, B, set healthy boundaries, C, vet a guy for boyfriend behavior over the course of a month before determining if he's boyfriend and sex material. Why would we even argue with this impeccable logic? So if you've never used sex exclusivity, if you've never really led around a man around the bases for four to six weeks, and you think that a kiss equals sex, going to his apartment equals sex, I encourage you to slow down and see the nuance and see the bases and utilize that, strategize how far you want to go, plan your dates accordingly so that you never find yourself in a position where you feel powerless and you're just sitting around waiting for the man to choose you. Okay? Good stuff. If you like that, you're going to love you, love you. Love you is my signature program, six-month coaching course. All the material you need to make good dating relationship choices for the rest of your life. You have lifetime access to the curriculum, private Facebook group, 130 women strong, and a um, the main event, of course, is coaching. Two hours every Tuesday night with me and a group of women where we do a live Q&A and answer all of your questions. Go to evanmarkkatz.com forward slash apply. Uh, fill out an application. I'll talk to you soon. I look forward to it. Um, Love You Small Win. Love You Small Win is the people who are in my Love You coaching course, the little things that they do each week that slowly progress them from feeling stuck, paralyzed, scared, to making progress, to becoming the CEO who's confident about her ability to attract and choose good men. Small win, very short. I made out with someone and did not get anxious about him not texting me back as I was able to have fun without expecting anything more. Love that. Because what we're trying to do is detach you from the outcome. Not every man is your future husband. You don't have to figure out or know if he's your future husband. The more you can kind of date like a guy, just go out and have fun and sift through a whole bunch of people and see who feels good, where you feel comfort and fun and attraction, where he shows effort and follows through. The more you can just date that way, realizing that it's a revolving door instead of getting on this emotional roller coaster, the more fun you're going to have and the more effective you're going to be because you're coming from a place of confidence and abundance rather than fear and scarcity. Making out with guys is a good thing. All right. Now, my recommended read for the week, we try to make these Love You podcasts thematic. This one is from my blog. Uh, it's called, Is Sex on the Third Date the New Normal? This comes from a few years ago. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's a dilemma. I, I know there's a lot of men and women who feel that way. I think men are happier about uh, that being the new normal in general than women are. I think it's a little soon to sleep with someone, even though I did it before. I'd be theoretically, if I were single, I'd be glad to do it again. As I believe, I don't think it has a great track record uh, of producing relationships because you're basically sleeping with someone who's kind of a stranger. Uh, and when you sleep with a stranger, can't be too surpri surprised if that stranger is a narcissist, if that stranger is a dick, if that stranger has no emotional investment in you whatsoever. So sex first usually isn't a great strategy. 
but it's a question I got asked on my blog years ago. Is sex on the third date normal? So my answer to her started with, it's your job to figure out, A, if your man is interested in you, or B, if your man is just interested in sex. If you don't know if he's interested in you or sex, right, then you have to slow him down. And the problem is you can't always tell. And if you can't tell, then you definitely have to slow him down. And then the trick is, as I said a little bit earlier, your job is to make it fun for him to slow down. It's not a game, right? He's making progress. He's moving forward. He's getting little doses of what it's going to be like to be with you, right? It's not this either or, I'm sorry, I, I can't kiss you, right? Leave for five straight dates because most guys are not going to stick around for that. So it's really finding this nuanced position. Now, a confident guy assumes that the answer is yes when it comes to dating, right? And that's with everything. He assumes you're going to like him. He assumes you're attracted to him. He assumes that he's going to get somewhere with you physically. An insecure guy does not. He doesn't assume you like him. He doesn't assume you're going to respond to him if he asks you out again. He certainly doesn't assume he can make a first move on you. And so um, the this creates this, once again, a spectrum that we see in dating where you have a really confident guy and you know his job is to try to get laid and he acts like the hunter and you sort of feel like the prey and it's not always a very comfortable situation. On the other hand, the insecure guy makes you feel kind of confused because you go out with him like seven times and you have no idea where you stand. You have no idea if he's attracted to you. You have no idea about anything. <laughs> That's the problem when you date the insecure guy. Right? I've got clients who have gone on date, like seven dates with a guy who hasn't made a first move. Now, seven dates lets me know he's interested in her. That's why he's gone out with her seven times. It also lets me know he has no confidence and ability to make a first move. So we're vacillating. We don't want the guy who's pushing too hard to get laid, but the guy who's not making a move is equally confusing. So in general, I've discovered, not notably, but women like guys who take control. The problem is every woman has her own pace, right? If you bristled at what I was saying earlier about going around the bases and intercourse and stuff, and you're like, that's not me, that's my point. Every person has their own pace that they're comfortable with, and no one agrees to this. And this is where everything goes wrong in dating when it comes to the pace of sex. It was the main thing that, that screwed things up when I was a single guy, because um, we all have our own pace, boundaries, preferences, morals, standards. I've had clients over the year and years, and I wrote this down because I thought it was interesting. These were all true. I've had born-again virgins who were waiting until marriage people in their 50s who decided they were not were going to be celibate until they found husbands. I've had clients who are all about affirmative consent. Guy has to ask permission to kiss her. That's a thing. Uh, open to holding hands for like six to eight weeks of hand holding. That was another person's boundaries. Uh, fine with kissing, but refused to do anything else until she's really sure that he's capable of being a good husband. <laughs> So, right, she's the kissing bandit, lots of kissing, but nothing else. And then I've had clients who are uh, willing to move fast, have sex, but always ends up catching feelings for the guy she has sex with and ends up getting hurt routinely because she puts the sex first because she likes sex and doesn't see any problem, has no shame in doing it, nor should she feel shame. The problem is that she's always getting hurt from her willingness to have sex. That's really the problem. So... I want to frame it like this. If the same guy, we'll call him Evan, had to navigate those five different women that I just described, if I was dating those five different women, 
I would discover I'm wrong for all of them. Right? That would be the unfortunate part. I think I'm a good person. My clients are good people. And in trying this sex thing on for size, I would discover I was wrong for all of them. And this is part of why I went on 300 dates. It's really hard to find someone where the, the puzzle pieces fit, right? And a good number of them broke down with this process, the sexual pacing, the communication, the expectations, the desire, right? And the feeling all the time that I was being interviewed, right? Dating wasn't fun for me. I had fun with the hookup portion of dating and the getting to know new people portion of dating. But people interviewing me and criticizing me, um, that never felt good. But hey, man, that's, that's the dating process. That's, that's fine. So what I'm trying to nudge you to, right, quite vocally, is coming to the middle, right? If you're the woman who's the born-again virgin, dating's going to be a challenge. If you're the person who kisses for a, a month and holds hands for a month, dating's going to be a challenge. If you're the person who sleeps with people really, really quickly and then wonders why never things ever work out, well, that's going to be a challenge. All right, so everything is about moderation. Everything's about the middle ground. What I'm outlining is not gospel. Plenty of people can and will disagree with it. I just think what I'm talking about is highly effective because it acknowledges yours, your need for comfort, your need to slow down, and his need to make progress so that you can both basically get what you want. And if he wants to move too fast and he refuses to accept the fact that you move at a slower pace, the whole thing is DOA, right? You're not interested in me. You're just interested in getting laid. Bye-bye. Right? And if you think a guy should be kissing you after six weeks, you might be better off dating eighth grade guys who will be perfectly content making out for six weeks. So hookup culture is a real thing, right? It's, it's what we have now, especially with the instant gratification of dating apps, right? Men have a ton of options and they're always putting in the least amount of effort to get the greatest amount of reward. If a guy could swipe right on someone, text her a couple times and have her come over with a bottle of wine to get laid, he'll take advantage of it. Doesn't mean they're going to be in a relationship, but he's going to take advantage of it. So you think, right, the, the original premise, do I have to, you know, do I have to have sex on the third date? No, right? You're not competing with women who put out fast. You're not competing with every woman who, who has no self-esteem and no boundaries. You're not competing with anybody. You're being the CEO of your own love life, and you're saying, well, what do I want to see happen? Right? So despite the fact that men are desirous and willing to put up with hookup culture, they still want to respect you. They still want a challenge. They still want to value you. Anything that comes too easily becomes devalued. Right? But they also want to feel that you're attracted to them, that they're making progress, that you're both having fun, and that it's not a game, that it feels organic. Right? So... The more you can embrace these concepts and figure out how to make them work for you, you'll discover that more and more guys, the same thing when I describe what I call my 2-2-2 rule and how to slow men down from dating sites before you go on a first date and screen them. Women are like, guys don't want to do this. They don't want to email. They don't want to talk on the phone. Well, guess what? They do. You differentiate yourself. They feel connected. All right. In a world where there's women who have these really weird boundaries right, that involve here and here, someone who occupies the middle ground is a very, very appealing option to most men. And the right guy will stick around. He will go around the bases. He will understand your need for uh, to get to know him better before you have actual intercourse. And the wrong guys are simply going to eliminate themselves, which means this is pretty much a foolproof process. If you have the courage to try something new, 
A lot of my clients resist this. I would say half of my clients, they hear me say this and they go off and keep on sleeping with guys and there's nothing I can do about it because I do not control the universe as much as I'd like to. Um, my job is just to tell you here, I think this is going to work on guys and it's going to work for you. So now for today's love you love story. Um, this is a, a great one because the person who wrote it basically gave me a long list of what she learned in love you. It's not just a, Hey, I found a guy. It's like, uh, here's what I got out of working with you for six months. So, uh, if you listen to this closely, uh, Hopefully you'll take some core concepts and realize what, what we do in Love You and why it's important that you embrace these things. This is how people get happy. So without further ado, here's what uh, one client learned in Love You according to her. Alpha men and men in general do what they want to do at their own timing. As Evan claims, if your relationship does not unfold the way you want, you talk about it with him. And if nothing changes, your best leverage is to leave as opposed to trying to change him. Never stop dating. Learn to approach it with fun. It boosts your confidence, as Evan teaches. Do it with an open mind and realistic expectations. A man is not real until he's your boyfriend. Men show their interest with their action or inaction, not with words, and you never need to remind a man that you're alive. We see marriage as an arrival point, maybe because it takes so much time and energy to get there nowadays. But marriage is actually a starting point as I see it now, which is a concept I really love. It's the way I felt. So hard to fall in love and get married. And I realized, oh, marriage was like the first day of the rest of my life. So don't think of it as a destination. Think of it as the next step on your journey. Life and marriage are a continuous process, a period of growth and constant change with occasional bumps in the road. So we have to keep learning how to best communicate, accept, and relate to another flawed human being while remaining centered. This shall be the real focus. We always have to count on our strengths, be resilient and trust that with the right support system and guidance, AKA Evan, we can learn how to best manage our love life. I didn't insert all the mentions of Evan. This is literally how the email came. My final note goes to Evan and his team who make it possible for women to change their lives for the better. Evan, your advice is profound, yet delivered in a simple and straightforward way, which makes it particularly effective. Thanks again. I'll keep you posted on my marriage with much love, Nadia. So love, love, love that. I hope it inspires you as well. Um, before we go, I just want to remind you about the two events I mentioned at the top of the call. Very important because they're action oriented, right? It's doing something. It's not just listening. It's not just nodding. It's not just taking notes, it's doing something. First thing is the unique coaching call that I'll be doing in which I coach three love you live clients through their biggest fears, concerns, and limiting beliefs around dating. If you want to see what it's like to get one-on-one -on -one coaching from me, if that is equally concerning to you, your own fears and negativity, this is a call to action for you to do something. Go to evanmarkkatz.com forward slash live stream, register for the for this uh, event. It will be a recorded coaching call that's taking place uh, on Thursday, July 20th. You will see my one-on-one -on -one sessions with handful of active clients in a way that helps you reflect on your own limiting beliefs. The next thing, and even more important, it should be on your radar, is my belief in love bootcamp. This is the first time I'm ever doing it, but the Love You bootcamp a couple months ago went so well that I decided to go big and come up with something entirely new. So if you were tired of dating men who failed to love you like you deserve, if you were afraid of being vulnerable, since every man 
you've ever met has ultimately disappointed you. If you find yourself on the verge of giving up on men and dating entirely instead of persevering to find Mr. Right, join me to break through your anxiety and receive a step-by-step process that makes lasting love inevitable. That's what Believing Love Bootcamp is all about. It's an easy seven-step process to letting go of the past, embracing the present, dating with confidence, and it takes place in a small group coaching setting. It's really just a one-day intensive, right? You, me, maybe 20 other women taking place on Saturday, August 5th, and we're going to get you unstuck. We're going to get you moving towards your destination. We're going to get you flipping your negative into a positive. It's not something that comes naturally, especially if most of your dating and relationship experience have been negative. That's why I would talk about believing love as the first step to finding love. You can't find love unless you believe in it first. This is an amazing opportunity, so go to mmrcats.com forward slash bootcamp. Uh, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, being on a Zoom call with me in a small group for seven hours is a very, very different and more personal experience. I think you will enjoy it, and I know you can afford it. So register before it sells out, because it will sell out. www.evanmarkcats.com forward slash bootcast and find uh, the basic outro. Hey, my name is Evan Marquez. Thanks for joining me on the Love You podcast. I really appreciate you being here. If you enjoyed today's content, click on subscribe. If you're on YouTube, click on the bell to get notified when new content comes out. Uh, if you're on a podcast platform like Apple, please leave a positive review. Uh, it helps me with the algorithm. It also makes me feel really good. It's the only feedback that I get on my work. So don't be shy about sharing something there. And if you're really serious about all this and you're like, yeah, listening to a coaching call is fun and boot camp sounds like a decent day, but you know what I really want of it? I want a husband. I want someone to love me unconditionally. I want to feel safe, heard, and understood. I'm sick of screwing around. Go to evanmarkcats.com forward slash fly. Watch a video. Fill out an application. Get on the phone. We'll figure out if you're a good fit for coaching. And I'll hold your hand from where you are right now until you're at the altar so that your destiny is not in question. Am I ever going to find someone? Am I going to be alone forever? Is this ever going to work? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with men? We eliminate all those questions and I just give you a path, like joining Jenny Craig. They got a system. I got a system. All you got to do is buy into the system. So I love you. I appreciate you. I thank you for being here. I'll see you back here next week. Are you the woman who has everything except a man? You can have the relationship of your dreams and you don't have to change to get it. In Love You, you will gain confidence, let go of unhealthy relationship patterns, learn to trust your judgment, understand and attract quality men, assess long-term compatibility, and create a passionate, unconditionally loving relationship with a partner who puts you first, never lets you down, and always makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Go to www.evanmarkcats.com and click on the Apply for Coaching button to get started.